Welcome to The Floss, the self-help show for people that probably don't need it. You can follow the show on Instagram at The Floss Pod or subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Floss Pod. If you do something that you think everyone should do or that nobody should do, email it to us at theflosspod at gmail.com. We might read it. Welcome to The Floss. I'm your host, Gabe Gary, and on this episode, we have longtime stand-up comic and Cleveland native, but a little bit of a nomad, um, the lovely and talented Mr. Dwayne Duke. Hi, thank you. This is very exciting. I'm going to pretend like we haven't been talking for like 45 minutes already. <laughs> this That's, is so much fun. The Floss. I Like like the dance the kids were doing? No, you, fuck those kids. I mean, don't fuck those kids. Dental, can't, don't you see in the... It's dental floss. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that it was the... It looks like Ocho Flos. <laughs> Listen, I also had somebody tell me it looks like the Hoss. Oh, it does look the Hoss. <laughs> I can see Hoss. Which is, which is I'm totally okay with because if I'm the Hoss... That's I'm fine with that. All right, Haas. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, I like it. The floss. The floss. It's the floss. It's fine. I have a dumb podcast called Keeping Up with Dwayne or Catching Up with Dwayne. We'll do plugs at the end. Oh, I Dwayne. haven't done it in like five months, so it's not a plug. <laughs> well, you can still plug it. There's, I mean, there's episodes out there. All right. Dwayne's somebody familiar with the concept, but for those of you listening for the first time, I'm going to interview Dwayne about a few uh, life philosophies he may have. And I'm going to start the first part of the interview with the question. And that question is, Dwayne, what's something you do that you think everybody should do? Uh, I think everyone should get out of their hometown. I think you should travel. I think you should go out and see the world. And I'm not saying you have to spend a fuck ton of money. Like, I know that that is a barrier for a lot of people to travel. I think you should go experience other things. Um this is a stupid big country, and within four hours of driving, you can be somewhere else, and then you can still get home, basically on just two tanks of gas. So, if you can afford two tanks of gas, fucking travel. If you can afford a Greyhound ticket, fucking travel. Just like get on a bus one day, go somewhere for the day, walk around, and get on a bus and come home. Travel, go see shit. <laughs> one of the reasons I stayed in Cleveland for stand up is it's what I call like a six hour city. So in six hours, I can be in. 15 states I want to say we were doing the meet and greet at hilarities on Thursday and uh the headliner and the opener were talking like I was just like what are you guys doing in Cleveland for the weekend and they were like uh well we have all day free tomorrow what like you guys got any suggestions and like me and like the four people behind us in line we couldn't come up with a single fucking thing to do in Cleveland we were like Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I guess. See, everyone starts with that, but like you got to you got to ask a follow up question. Like, so what is it you like to do? Like, what's something that you like? Okay, where's the city you haven't been to but you want to go to? Austin. I really need to go to Austin. Austin. I know. Austin's a problem right now, but like, what's something you really like to do when you're in a town that's not stand up? I like I like uh, I'm a big I like to go see a baseball game. Like double, I'll go see double or triple A. Okay, so. If you want to do a real fun baseball trip, uh, go down I-71. You do you can do um, Progressive Field in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Go down to um, the AA team in Columbus. I forget their name at the moment. Um, you keep going down to Cincinnati. You get the Reds. Uh, you swing over to 65 in Louisville. You're There's like a trucker. The, yeah. <laughs> you do uh, the Reds or you do the Louisville Slugger. There's a AAA team there. 
keep down 65. You do Nashville, there's the Sounds 65 a little further south. You do um, Huntsville, and there's uh, the Trash Pandas. And that is a great week of baseball. Now, where are all the clubs on that route? Uh, Huntsville has Stand Up Live, Nashville has Zanies, and uh, Comedy Bar, and Third Coast. Um, Louisville has the Caravan, Cincinnati has Go Bananas, Dayton's not too far from there, where there's a a Funny Bone or Mm -hmm. Improv. I heard Chappelle's doing the Dayton Funny Bone this weekend. I'm sure he is. (laughs) Just crazy. Yeah, I mean, good for him. He's charging, his tickets cost way too much, and he brings, like, noted rapists with him, so he can get fucked. Damn. He... Uh, I his comedy has never been something that I aspire to do uh, just because we we've always had different or like he's had a style that doesn't resonate with me. He's never really spoken about things that like resonate directly with me. Mm-hmm. And I get how comedians love him because he he reached the zenith. He made money doing comedy. And so I don't know if if all comics are like, yeah, I love him and I love what he's saying. Because, like, I never hear his bits repeated. I just hear that he was somewhere. Interesting. Well, And I hear things from the Chappelle show, but the thing I hear the most from Chappelle show is a story about Rick James. Never, I've, the only Chappelle show skit I've ever seen, I've only ever seen the first episode, actually. I've only ever seen the first episode. And audience loves him, and people are willing to pay $400 for a ticket to see him in the middle of a pandemic. I am not. He has four specials on Netflix that I've never seen and probably will never see. And that might make me a bad comic. It means I have almost it nothing doesn't. to talk about with, with – Oh, with. dude, yeah, I'm with you on that. It's like the the guys, especially the guys that are around my like time done doing comedy, they're listening to every podcast, keeping up with all the culture that's going on like New York City, who's talking to who, who writes with who, who hangs out with who. Yeah, but and what I'm does that get like, them? Okay, when I'm on stage – the audience doesn't care if I've never heard Big J Okerson's bit about whatever or never listened to Theo Vaughn's podcast. Like, the audience doesn't give a shit what I know. They care about what I'm, like, my, like, I don't give a fuck. And you know what's fun? That. Neither did Big J Okerson doesn't give a fuck if you ever listen to his podcast. Right. Like, Theo Vaughn didn't, know, didn't give a shit if you ever listened exactly. to his podcast. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he'd like another subscriber, but, like, uh, like if on on the chance that you work with them, the first question they ask you is not going to be anything about themselves. No, I mean chances are, you know, the, if you're in the green room, they might want to talk. Like things they've done will come up in conversation, but like they're not going to be like, oh yeah, on my podcast. And if they are, it, like anyone who's in a green room with you goes, oh, on my podcast, and it's not like an interesting story. They just want to tell you about their podcast. Right. You should politely say, oh hey, I have to take a call real fast. Go outside and wait for the show. Well, anybody that's interested in doing that, that's a green room I don't really care to be in. Yeah. Let's get back on (laughs) let's get back on topic. Um you said money is a money is a barrier for a lot of people to travel. Because like I mean, I feel like the cultural connotation of I like to travel is plane rides and paradise and you know, like amazing immaculate food. Yeah. But you travel for your money. So you travel for your money. Um, which is kind of, I mean, not a lot of people do. So when I say money is a barrier, you have to think of it like this. So you have to have the ability to take time off from work. Mm-hmm. You have to have the ability, like, you know, for everyone in your circle or your family to be either taken care of for the day or to travel with you. Mm-hmm. You have to feed yourself. You have to transport yourself. You know, uh, if you're going to stay overnight, you have to have shelter for the evening. So, like, those are all, all those things add up very quickly. So, yeah. I am a single person who 
frequently sleeps in a car. <laughs> like I, you know, I ca- I'm casually homeless sometimes. Uh, it's I've I bought a car specifically so I could deck it out to live in it. Like my car is a road car. I'm on my fifth road car and they've all had huge spaces where I can turn it into like a my backseat into a bed. Like I have space where I can like live and work and do things all being in the car. So like I get that travel like money is a barrier to travel. Like am I jet setting around the world? No. I'm not I'm not just hopping on a plane at a moment's notice. But if someone calls me today like, hey, do you want to hang out in St. Louis on Friday? I'm like, fuck yeah. That's that's you what have flexibility. Yeah. My, I mean, my life is very flexible. I, sure. I am the master of my domain, such as it was. Which would be the road. Uh, yeah, the road. Early. How I make money is not de- is not dependent on a nine to five. It's not dependent on me being in one place. Let's say your friend did call you up and needed to wanted to hang out on Friday in St. Louis. Do you even need to turn on Google Maps? Uh, yes. Because I don't pay tolls, <laughs> so hell yeah. So yeah, I I do not pay tolls. Uh, I don't necessarily need it, but I do have to like remember how to get there without a toll. Um, for me, and then I also have to see what's on the way because, say, we're talking today is Saturday, and I have to be there on Friday. I'm not going to just drive there tomorrow. Sure. So I'm going to you know plan my route and see where else I'm going to stop. And sometimes there are restaurants that I love to see and love to go to. Um, that are along the way that I have to like go out. of. There is a restaurant in Indianapolis. Um, well, not Indianapolis. It's called Fishers, Indiana. It's a suburb of Indianapolis. It's, um, if you've ever been there, it's like a big corporate suburb. A lot of fraternities and sororities have their international headquarters there because of the taxes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's not a university in the area, but like there's a lot of, there's a lot of fraternity and sorority headquarters there. Um, and there's a restaurant from Florida called Tijuana Flats. It's Tex-Mex. I fucking love it. I drive out of my way all the time to get it. Um, if if I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm coming back east from the west side of the country, you know, it's not too much for me to be like, ah, oh, it's, what, two extra hours? Fuck it, I'll do it. Would yeah. you go there for dinner tonight? Tonight? No, because it is five hours away. And uh, it's already, like... 11 a.m. Yeah, dude, you leave now. You're there just in time. Yeah, but then I, you know, then I'm in Indiana for the night. <laughs> no one wants to be, dude. I, I like Indiana. I, I'm performing in Indiana. Actually, I believe the day this comes out, I will be in um, Indiana. You said like October 4th. Yeah, we're gonna make you the first episode. Yeah, I, I am. I am currently in Indiana right now. Hell I will. Yeah. So yes, I will be having dinner there tonight. Hell yeah. Um, we were driving back. Uh, Mackenzie and I were driving back from Chicago. And uh, we had we stopped to get gas. We stopped to get gas, and I had to pee, and there was not a bathroom around. Mm-hmm. And I look around, and I'm just like, the vibes were off. And I'm like, Mackenzie, where are we? Where did we stop? She goes, I don't know. I looked up. We were in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> she stopped to get gas in Gary, Indiana. I was like, we need to leave now. Uh, also, you should have stopped in South Bend because gas is cheaper there. Well, we kept going east. Isn't South Bend east? Yeah, it's like I think that's where we did get gas. It's like the next couple stops down. It's maybe it's within an hour, but gas is way cheaper in South Bend than Gary because Gary is essentially a suburb of Chicago. <sighs> <laughs> that's a. I don't know if that's an indictment of Gary or of Chicago. I mean, they, it's not one of their favorite suburbs, but it's a suburb no, of Chicago. Not at all. 
Are you one? Of, are you one of the believers in just dismantle the highway system? America needs a high speed rail, like you know those maps that go around the internet. Like here's how a high speed rail could connect all of America's major cities. Uh, I think a high speed rail would be a great option one day, but we need more stops <laughs> on the western part of the country. First, uh, we need to invade some states and put some cities there. <laughs> like just gas stations? Cities. We need fucking cities. <laughs> Honestly, when people say this country is full, no the fuck it isn't. No. Uh, if you get on, once you're on the western side of the Mississippi River, you you start to see that states have a city on the eastern border and then it's 400 miles to the western border and there's fucking nothing. And it is driving west you're like oh wow this is this is you know this is what my my ancestors well not my ancestors because black but like this is what our ancestors did on the oregon trail and yeah. it's so cool but like in 2021 do you know how how uncomforting it is to drive nine hours and not see another person but yeah like as as i mean as we go further into the future and we you know we reach like maybe certain levels of overpopulation. The major cities that are already here, those are just going to expand outward. Um, I read something yesterday that was like the entire, like if we were as densely populated, if the whole world was as densely populated in one space as it is in New York City, it would take up about two thirds of Alaska, maybe three quarters of yeah. Alaska. Yeah, there's tons of space. Yeah, so we're not, there's not, a lack of space. There's a lack of infrastructure. There's a lack of places to be. And, you know, public works could go build cities around America. Like we could build working cities. We could have, you know, we could employ the homeless. We could employ the under, uh, you know, underemployed. Well, that's a money thing. But I feel like the biggest thing that keeps. Money thing. We print money. Money isn't real. I know. But <laughs> if it's going from one government entity to another, it's just transferring a couple digits from one account to another account. Money isn't real. But uh, every major city in the world, for the most part, is by a major waterway. I mean, that's what kind of constitutes like how, how easily you can establish a civilization. Like, yes uh, and no, because there are cities in the desert. I just don't. I, I just think people are going to keep tacking onto the major cities where they are now. Until we have, like, you know, slums that expand for, like, <laughs> 50 miles outside of the center of Chicago. Well, Gary, Indiana. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're already there. We're already there. Ah, poor, poor Gary. We love you. A lot of middle America is like, oh, yeah, we, you know, someone in my family chose to move here. But we don't have the equi- we don't have the economic ability to leave this place because we because the industry left here. So sure. so think of like a city like Youngstown, which mm-hmm. will probably get full ass gentrified in twenty years. But Youngstown was a steel town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the one industry. People lived there and worked there to do steel. Uh also Buffalo, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. But Pittsburgh, Buffalo and Cleveland had other things going on. Sure. So those cities survived, whereas Youngstown, if you go there, yes, there are people, yes, there are things, but it is not high up on the list of places to visit. No. No, you're right. And you know, as you the food deserts, yeah. are, food deserts ravage middle America. Any, any, any town where the main grocery store is a dollar general is not a pleasant place to live. Or look at something like this. So... If there's not infrastructure, if there's not like basic infrastructure like high speed internet, what 
industry is going to what industry is going to relocate their headquarters somewhere yeah. if they then have to put in the infrastructure of internet and what industry can can honestly exist right now without high speed internet no internet needs to be classified as a utility by the federal government and supplied by everybody <laughs> through public works. Yeah. I mean, we could make it like water, but then, you know, water's not free or or regulated correctly, i.e. Michigan. But when they were putting those, when they were putting that uh, infrastructure in there, did they know that lead was bad and that they were putting lead in the pipes? Or is that just what they did in that time and they haven't been able to correct it? Uh, I think it's the time it was put in and there hasn't been an update. And, you know, so... In Cleveland, they are constantly repairing and fixing water mains. That's how you you rip yeah, a street. Right. You do it street by street. You rip a street out. You put in a new water main. You repave the road. It's yeah. a pain in the ass. Uh, people lose water for a day. You have to get very big crews who know exactly what they're doing, but you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm sure what they're putting in today, they'll find out causes fucking toenail cancer in 70 years but like we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we come to it <laughs> i don't all this all this like we eat with like the amount of microplastics we get in our food and everything no. so I, I mean listen i everybody's getting the microplastics in i've food. been ready to go since 2012 <laughs> there was going to be an apocalypse i was like thank jesus i am exhausted and i am the cutest i'm ever going to be <laughs> yeah it's like oh the one thing i don't i don't do the like the gigantic box vapes because mm-hmm. it's like that robot dick yeah okay i think it's just it's probably safer to just smoke a cigarette than, than vape you could also just pack a pipe and smoke, and you you could actually use a water pipe for its per, its intent. I had, I had friends in school that uh, near the end of their senior year, things were things were looking a little bleak. They would do tobacco bong rips. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, good for them. <laughs> That's like, that is I, <laughs> shit. I don't even inhale when I smoke. I don't consciously inhale because I have asthma. I don't want to get it to. So I just like, I get as much in my mouth as I can. Mm-hmm. Some of it will seep down, but not so much that I fucking die. And then I blow the rest out. Got to cough to get off, man. I know. I, yeah, I don't. Coughing doesn't make you higher. You just smoke so much weed that you have to cough. That's why you're higher. I, You know, I don't smoke at all. and mm, I don't smoke much. Not even on the road? Uh, only if I'm going through a night of full debauchery. Yeah. I, like if I'm, if I'm smoking weed, I've already been drinking for like five or six hours. Yeah, the, that's why the I blackout was... already happened. I'm just trying to soften the blow. I, I buy a pack of cigarettes maybe like once every three or four months. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how long it lasts me. And most of those I give out. I like hand out to a friend. Bless anyone that smokes in the dead of winter in like a winter city. I'm like, what do you know? <laughs> are you out of your gut? First of all, the breeze? No, thank you. If it's under 60, I'm bitching. I have a sweatshirt on right now. If you're drunk enough, though, at a bar, I do it. See, that's like if I'm drunk enough to smoke a cigarette, I'm drunk enough to withstand the cold for a little bit. <laughs> but also, if it's like if it's like below five degrees, I'm not going out. I mean, I'll still go to a bar if it's under. Really? under yeah. Oh, if the bar is open, daddy's a coming. <laughs> 
I will bundle. No, I sound like a raging elk right there. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> For a guy that drives so much, that's really comforting to hear. Uh, I God, when I'm on the road, my life is very regimented. Like I go to the gym for about two hours a day. I eat vegetables and fruit. I switch my lunch every day from like a PB and J, which is because you're it's an all adult. brown. Hey, it's a great PB and I'm gonna get a tattoo of a PB and J. You mark my words. Oh, okay. Um but no I dude I eat like a gigantic Greek salad every day for lunch. Ooh. And yeah, dude just like cucumbers, onions, mushrooms uh, peppers, some kale. Oh, I've been doing it for about a month now. I feel um, after I eat that, like do you my, feel a little bit lighter. My day's unstoppable after that. <laughs> yeah. What do you eat for breakfast? Eggs and coffee. Every day. Wow. <laughs> Can you hear me from 1953? What the fuck are you doing to your stomach? <laughs> what are you talking about? Jesus, you have man. to like. I eat yogurt every. I eat yogurt and bananas every day. Just There's gotta be gut. just the wildest gas coming out of you. No, dude, I'm a very regular. I'm sure eggs and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> eggs and coffee for breakfast. Greek salad for lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I do eggs and coffee at like nine. Second cup of coffee at eleven thirty. Greek salad for lunch. Uh, yogurt and banana at. Uh, 3.30, and then dinner at, like, 6 or 7, whatever that is. Okay, I'm not that regimented. <laughs> I have no idea what time. I've never eaten the same time every day. I was I was doing intermittent fasting for a little while, which is really Why? easy on the road. Oh, yeah, I uh, Did it work? Yeah, I, I'm down. I'm down quite a bit of weight, um, but also I'm up muscle, so. Nice. I do love eating on the road. When I'm uh, like, yeah. I love a McChicken. Uh, I mean, like... Making a conscious choice to eat local so I can experience new things and go new places means that, like, I try also McDonald's and Evil Corporation, but that's a whole other conversation. Who cares? I, I mean, fuck, Mick, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, if you're a billion dollar corporation and some of your employees still have to use social, you still have to use like a social safety net, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, oh, I can go to McDonald's or I can go find like a local place, get like a local beer. You know, I can get like a a chicken sandwich that was grilled five minutes ago. Not yeah, Like maybe the chicken was frozen, but it was like seasoned. I freeze my chicken. So like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, I can, you know, go taste something, go taste how they do things in a certain area. Uh, I'm still mad at a rest. Like, I hope New Orleans does well. But every time a hurricane hits it, there's a restaurant that I hope gets wiped out because I went there and had unseasoned barbecue. And I have, like, I walked in and I could see it's a shotgun building. So you could see straight to the back. And there was a larger woman and I like and she was like dancing in the back while she was like making food or something. I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Big girl back there dancing, we fixing to eat. Mm-hmm. And then I took the first bite of my food and I was like, I wanna slap that bitch for life. <laughs> <laughs> Are you I was like, oh, do they just hire you because you jolly bitch? No, this has to be good. Plug your shit. Uh, so I am the executive producer of the Midwest Queer Comedy Festival happening next week in Cleveland, October 11th through the 17th. Uh, check out the website, mqcfest.com. Uh, 
30 plus of the funniest queer comedians from all around America are coming to Cleveland to party and drink and shit and bullshit. And it's going to be just wild. We're going to tee hee and kiki and just have all the fun. Um, live comedy, festival passes, and single single show tickets are available right now. So go get those. Uh, pre-sales are a huge indicator on if I need to add shows, which I would love to have to add shows. Uh, you know, comics love to work, and I love working comics. Uh, the festival has a bunch of sponsors, but one I want to shout out especially is the Golden Ox Studio. Uh, they are helping with a lot of the media for the festival, and just, God, I love them. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, and you can find me on all of the internet. Or you can find the festival on the internet at mqcfest.com, at MQ, and then at mqcfest on social media. Damn, was that the first time you said all that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Today. <Nice. laughs> and, he, uh, and he did mention Jeremy, our beautiful producer, Golden Ox Studio, and I, I, I didn't plug him yet. But you'll hear all that in the outro, which is coming up. Travel. Yes. <laughs> that is the floss. If you liked part one of this feature episode, part two will be coming out next week. But... If you want to listen to it early, all you have to do is subscribe to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash theflosspod. Every episode of The Floss is recorded at Golden Ox Studio in Cleveland, Ohio. If you live in Cleveland and you need to say something into a microphone for any reason at all, do it at Golden Ox Studio. Jeremy's awesome, he cares a lot about Cleveland, and he'll give a huge shit about whatever you're making. I'm Gabe Gary, and thank you very much.